Hello and welcome to the Ken's and Joe talk show, the show where we try our best and help you do the same. I'm Mackenzie. And I'm Jordan. If you're new here, we're available on all podcasting platforms, so be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you want to ask us questions, check out the form linked in the show notes, and also follow us on Instagram for more content at Ken's and Joe talk show. So in this episode, our very first episode ever, we got a question about adulting, how to transition from childhood to adulthood, essentially. And then the second half of our episode, we will be talking about our childhood crushes. So do you want to read the question? Yes. Okay. So do we know who this question is from? It was just from Anonymous. Okay. So they said, I'm 18, about to turn 19, and I'm actually having a very difficult time transitioning to adulthood. It seems like everyone around me is transitioning just fine and getting jobs and being on top of their university work, but I'm over here stuck, still not wanting to grow up. The responsibilities are giving me so much anxiety, and I feel like I'm going to fail at life. TBH, I wish I was a kid again so I didn't have to worry about it all. Do you have any tips on how to adult and deal with all this adult stuff, and how to deal with your childhood ending when you weren't ready? a great question there are a lot of different parts so i feel like we should first start by saying how old we are just so people know that you know maybe we are are. yeah Mm -hmm. uh so i am 23 and Mackenzie's 20 yeah so we are still in the thick of it as it were Mm -hmm. as far as different stages but we're both still young adults i'd say young young adults although technically i'm in my 20s now which is weird am i not you're not like in it. You're twenty. You're oh, not in the twenties. I'm, I'm beginning. I'm in the beginning. On the in the beginning. Yes, I, hate that word. I know it's so weird. <laughs> so, yes, we have some experience in this area, but also we're not like experts. Experts, yeah. But I feel like a big part of kind of what we're talking about is that nobody is an expert. Oh adult. yeah, definitely, definitely. I feel like our parents are still figuring it out. You know. Yeah. And <laughs> we're, we're all figuring it out. Yeah, it could seem like people have it all figured out, but they, they don't. don't. They don't. No yeah. one does. That's that's kind of something I was talking about is that people are more likely to show the parts of their lives that they have together. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go around telling everybody, I don't, well, I am now, but <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm less inclined to be like, I don't have my driver's license yet. I can't right. drive. Um, yeah, I didn't get my driver's license until I was in college either. Yeah. So, I mean, it may seem like everyone around you has their lives together and there there are parts of their lives that that they might have together and you don't but it could be the other way around the other way around Mm -hmm. as well yeah you might have some areas of your life together and then someone could be looking at you and thinking the exact same thing yeah so just try and practice some self-kindness and say you Mm -hmm. know what areas of my life do I have it all together in and I should be proud of myself for those things yeah give yourself a little pat on the back that's what Mackenzie just did yeah so yeah, I feel like, do you have any specific vi- advice? Because I feel like you were in this mm-hmm. specific transition right pretty recently. Now. Yeah, Still right now. Well, this is definitely something that I also struggle with and I'm still struggling with of like, I feel like everyone has everything together. And I, I was telling Jordan, like I told my therapist, you know, Jordan has her life together. She has a, a place. She has a boyfriend, like a stable relationship. And... I don't have any of that. And, you know, he was telling me you can't compare somebody else's accomplishments, especially because you're an outlier, you know? Right. A lot of people, most of the people your age don't have everything together. No, definitely not. The way that you do. Definitely not. And so my therapist was telling me, you know, you can't compare 
where you are in adulthood to where somebody else is because everyone starts from a different place. Everyone has different resources, different experiences. And just because you're at a different place in adulthood doesn't mean that you're not adulting right. Yeah. And I also feel like I I don't know your gender, you didn't say, but for women, um, especially, or people who identify as women, it can be really hard to ever feel satisfied with Mm -hmm. where you are in life, no matter how, quote unquote, together you have it. Because like Mackenzie was saying, I have a stable relationship, I have my own place, I have, you know, all of these things that would be considered, quote unquote, adulting, but I still worry about, you know people will look at me and say, oh, don't you want to, like, go and live your life and Mm -hmm. party and do all of these things? And and so I still have that other side of societal pressure of, like, don't you want to live this crazy life and do all of this stuff before you settle down? And it's like, well, no, that's... That's not for everybody. Exactly. So you have to be really honest with yourself of, like, what is right for me and what Mm -hmm. pace do I want to grow up? Because for me, it felt like getting into a relationship and then getting a job and getting my own place that path felt very normal and natural for me but for some people it doesn't yeah so that's totally fine Mm -hmm. and then the part about you know giving up your childhood or your childhood ending what is really interesting for me I feel like you don't have to give those things up Mm -mm. I think that I, I mean I don't know what you're referring to specifically but if you're referring to like TV shows or movies. movies or video games or hobbies that some people might consider childish, like, I, I mean, I, you I don't, don't have to give those. Exactly. Up. I, feel I don't like really. It's the people that you're around. Yes. You know? Yeah. In college, I really was surrounding myself with people who just played video games all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's the group of people that I wanted to be around, I didn't necessarily go to a lot of parties. Like, I still went out and partied sometimes, but in general, I was up in a common room playing Settlers of Catan until 4 a.m. every Mm -hmm. night. Mm -hmm. And would some people look at that and say, oh, that's kind of childish or kind of not in alignment what I think the college experience should be? Yeah. Fine, whatever, but I had a really great time in college and made some of the best friends in my entire life doing that because I love games and they love games so you know yeah I feel like a big part of feeling like you have to give up parts of your childhood has to do with the people that you're surrounding yourself with because Mm -hmm. you you yourself you're not the one telling you that you need to yeah give up the parts of your childhood that you like so if you're around people who are encouraging you to hold on to the parts of your childhood that make you happy to continue watching you know quote-unquote like shows made for children like cartoons and stuff like that if you're around people who are encouraging you to do those things that make you happy you don't have to give those things up Mm -hmm. and so it really just depends on the environment that you're in yeah I definitely think and but it can be hard that first year of college to find those people I guess yeah so I I would encourage you to like use social media to try and find people who are interested in the same things as you Yeah. yeah like don't be afraid to open up about those things yeah because that's how you find people yeah who are the same and you might be me you might be surprised (laughs) as to people who like the same things as you like 
And so just be open with yourself. Don't try and hide those parts of yourself away and don't feel like you have to give them up because that's how you find the people who you really vibe with, Yeah, I think. Vibe. Vibe. And uh, yeah, you know, if those things aren't hurting you or others, then there's no reason why you shouldn't continue yeah. to like them. Uh, so in terms of responsibilities, Jordan, what is, what's your so, advice? Your yeah, that piece I feel like can be really hard for a lot of people Mm -hmm. um for me the transition out of college was I think harder in terms of responsibilities because it was a lot less structured and I don't know if you're necessarily feeling this way now like maybe there's not a parent who's constantly saying oh you have to do this make sure you're doing your homework make sure you're doing this Mm -hmm. if you've had something like that before so that was the part that was really hard for me coming out of college specifically So I think just being really on top of your planning and kind of filling that role for yourself, because Mm -hmm. as you get older, there's not going to be someone to tell you this is what you have to do and this is when you have to do it. So adapting some sort of planning system. Jordan Jordan has a YouTube channel, actually, that can help with with planning. (laughs) I do. It's not very active, but I do have some videos on like trying to set up a planning system for you. It's called Planet Joe. So check that out if you're interested in it. But yeah, I feel like setting up a planning system was really, really helpful for me in college Mm -hmm. um, using both digital planners like Google Calendar or... I tried. It's just not... It's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. But if you're finding that it's really hard for you to stay on top of your responsibilities, like if it's not, if that's not hard for you, then it's fine. But it seems like that's something that you might be struggling with. So definitely try out a bunch of different planning systems, digital or paper or whatever, because that's just super important in college. Yeah, just setting reminders. I think the biggest difference between high school and college, at least in terms of like, workload Mm -hmm. is time management yeah because in high school for the most part you're uh, maybe not towards the end but for the most part you're getting assignments every day that are due the next day Mm -hmm. whereas in college you're getting less assignments for usually but they're due in a week or they're due at the end of the week yeah and it's like so you have to manage your time as of like this is when I need to work on this and it's about are you going to do it right that second when you get the assignment or are you going to wait until the last minute? And you can do either. Yeah. But but you have to know yourself. Yeah, know yourself and know your limits. And that's kind of something that I wanted to talk about was like setting clear goals and setting clear boundaries. This isn't so much as work uh, about workload mm-hmm. anymore, but just setting uh, goals and things that you, you know that you want to accomplish and being realistic about the amount and the you know, being able to say no to things when you know you have a lot of stuff to do already. Yeah. And um, because when you spread yourself too thin in terms of, like, goals or things that you want to get done, it affects everything on your plate. Oh, it's yeah, not, definitely. It's not your best work when you are spreading yourself thin, so. I wrote, oh, my God, I wrote, Rome wasn't built in a day because I couldn't figure out a better quote but it's true you know things take time things do take time and then in regards to handling responsibilities and like friendships I feel like this goes to two parts of your question 
when we said earlier that people are struggling as well, people who are your age who are going to university with you, it's likely that they're struggling too. Mm -hmm. So reaching out to them, I know that it's hard right now because it's online to like be meeting people and making friends, but reaching out to people who, even who you went to high school with, who your high school friends were, and just being like, hey, I'm really struggling with this. Like, are you struggling with this too? And if they are, then you can give each other advice or just vent to each other. Yeah. And maybe you can set up like little study sessions together. Even if you guys are working on different things, it can just be helpful to know that you're not in it alone. Yeah. And just to have like a little Support little bit of social system. activity. Yeah. While you're studying and getting your work done. I yeah. think that if you both are on the same page about like, oh, we have this work that we need to do. My friends and I would do that a lot. We would just meet up and none of us were in the same classes or anything, but we would meet up and like just do work together. Was there anything else you wanted to add? I don't think so. Just, yeah, don't compare your progress, your scheduling to other people. Yeah. Because we're all going through different things. Oh, I think there was one more thing that I wanted to add. Just about asking older people for help. Like, people who are older than you. If you're not close to your parents, then you don't have to do that. But if you are, definitely reach out to them because I think that they can be a really good resource. Um, I know some parents are like, once you turn 18, it's over. It's all on you. But if your parents aren't like that, then definitely reach out to them and be like, how do I do my taxes? That's what I do every year. Yeah. And also, take advantage of, like, school resources Mm -hmm. because at least for our school, there's a buttload of yes things and and lots of people whose entire job is just to help you write essays to help yeah. you find the books that you need for an essay to tutor you and yeah check lots, out your university library for yeah sure. the library would be the place to start but there's just a lot of resources mm-hmm. to help you especially with like career building oh yeah after college mm-hmm. they're usually um yeah, like a career and professional development yeah. type of thing. Yeah. And then I know we're not on campus, but if you are planning to live on campus, like after the pandemic, don't uh, hesitate to reach out to your RA. Yeah. They are great resources. I yeah. Might, I might be an RA. She might be an so. RA. Yeah. So be sure to check all of those resources out. Though They're meant for you to take advantage of, take them. Advantage of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people struggle with that specific transition so I know it can feel like the loneliest thing in the world but you're not alone people go through it and I think everyone does to some extent to some extent yeah I hope that helped we believe in you we believe in you we're rooting for you all right so should we move on to our (laughs) next topic yes okay so (laughs) the story time topic today is Childhood crushes. Childhood crushes. So for story times where we're referring to other people, just some disclaimers, we're not going to use their actual names. No. And we're not really going to be saying anything inflammatory about other people. You know, we're not going to be like spilling the tea. <laughs> in in this in these scenarios. We're these... really just spilling tea about ourselves. Exactly, exactly. The, these scenarios, so... all of these people are aware that we had crushes on them we're not subtle Mm. people no especially when it comes to crushes yeah so embarrassing so and also yeah this is not like very deep into anything at all no this is all really elementary school middle school crushes i didn't even go into middle school really 
Yeah, I kind of did. But yeah, just just know that we're trying as best we can to protect these people's privacy and we don't want to say anything bad about them. And so if you know who they are, don't. (laughs) You don't. (laughs) What? Oh, (laughs) if you think you know who we're talking about, you don't. Yeah. And even if you do, it's okay. Yeah. Just you just probably let that they live probably in your head. knew too. Yeah, they they know too. So right. it's okay. Am I starting? Yeah. Oh boy. Oh, so we're doing people from friends. Yes. Also, don't think that this has any weight on what they look like or what they act like. We just yeah. chose characters that we like from friends. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we're going to They don't look like this. Yeah, we're going to give a brief description of them and then some a little story. Anecdotes. Is yeah. that how you pronounce it? Yeah. I always get that confused with anti- antidote. Antidote's like... You give it to somebody when they're like... When they've been bitten by a snake. Yeah. Not the same thing. Anecdote. No. Anecdote. Okay. So, the first one, we're going to call her Monica. And I would categorize her as my first kind of girl crush. And I'd say it was probably from first to fourth grade. Right. So she looks like a fairy. Mm -hmm. She wore MAC lip gloss to school every day. It was like light pink and shimmery, which was like groundbreaking. That is pretty groundbreaking. I mean, for like a seven-year-old. Oh, yeah. It was every day starting from like kindergarten. Wow. Yeah. So she and she was super smart. She read all the time, and she always had the coolest uh, Halloween costume. She was a a peacock one time, and she had like peacock. Yeah, feathers. like her parents, whoever helped her with that costume, really popped off. Yeah, yeah, that was okay. iconic. Yeah. So, or if I, she did it by herself, like wow, that's also iconic because we were in like the third grade. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so the thing about. My little crush on Monica is that I I grew up with mostly guy friends, so there was a lot of internalized misogyny and just straight up misogyny on my part. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. I really only had one or two friends that were girls mm. because of it, and but with her, so so I was like I hate girls and there's so much drama and I don't you know hate the color pink whatever. Interesting. And so. I was the complete opposite for reference. Yeah. I only had friends who were girls. Yeah. Uh, So I thought and I convinced myself that I just wanted to be best friends with her and I just really liked her lip gloss and (laughs) I just wanted the lip gloss. And so I like wrote her like letters and I was like, I love your lip gloss. What lip gloss is it? And like always wanted to have playdates. We never had playdates, but I... I think I would have exploded if you guys I think so too. Uh, we'll get there. I, we'll, we'll get, get there. there. You'll find out why. But yeah, I was, I was obsessed with her and I still am. She's great. That's nice. Mm-hmm. So now we'll move on to someone who I guess could have been named Ross, but is not. Um, I decided to go with Frank, but... Yes, so Frank was Monica's brother, who was obviously older. He was in my grade. And we went to a K-8 school, so we were all, like... Close. In the same area all the time, you know? It wasn't split like some schools are with elementary and then middle school as a different school. It was all one school. So, anyway, I had a crush on Frank for a very long time. I would say from, like, first to fifth grade. And, I mean, he looked pretty similar to his sister, I would say. Both, like, impish features, freckles, and just very, like, um, what did you use? Fairy? Like, like elf. 
Elvish. Yeah. Impish. Impish. And so the big thing with Frank was that we were both very short mm-hmm. from this in this period of time, first through yeah. fifth grade. We were both very short. So any time where we had to be sorted by height and seated by height, we would usually sit next to each other. So every year, twice a year, in the spring and in the winter, we would have concerts. And these concerts were a huge deal at our school for some reason. Yeah. Basically, we would get no work done <laughs> the week of the concert and everything just was just... Rehearse. Yeah, we just rehearse. And so... For those, obviously, we had to be seated by height because mm-hmm. we would go up to the altar of our church and sing. So, And the church was not on campus. No. We so, would have to carpool to the church. But we did have rehearsals also in the hall. Yes. So that was also an opportunity. Yes. There were many opportunities to be seated next to the person who you were seated next to by height. So it was a very big deal. And also, the main rehearsal, which was the day before each concert, we had mass. So in a Catholic mass, you have to say the Our Father, and usually everyone holds hands during the Our Father, which is a big deal. Also, the sign of peace. That's where you shake hands with everyone around you. So even if you aren't seated directly next to your crush, you would likely shake hands with your crush or do a little fling, a little fling of the peace sign. I don't know if this is too esoteric with the Catholicism, but basically big deals. There are opportunities to touch left and right. Yeah. And so every year, pretty much twice a year, very exciting times. Sometimes, ooh, are we going to get to carpool together? Who knows? Mm-hmm. So because the church, yeah, the church, yeah, wasn't, the church on wasn't on site. So on site. That was very exciting, and like I said, I had a crush on him for a very long time. Pretty much everyone in my life was aware, including him, like I said, and then I was pressured into not liking him anymore because around fifth grade, I would say, I hit my growth spurt, Mm -hmm. and I became a good six inches taller than him because girls hit their growth spurts before guys do. So, yeah, I was, like, a lot taller than him and a lot taller than pretty much all of the guys, I would say, because they just don't hit their growth spurts until a lot later. Mm-hmm. So, I, w- I still had a crush on him, but all of my friends were like, he's so much shorter than you. Like, don't you want an- a taller guy? And I was like, I mean, who? yeah, I guess, but, like, who? Oh. Who? Yeah. So, kind of a bummer, but I think he's taller than me now, so. Probably, yeah. Happy for him. Mm-hmm. Whatever. That's Frank. Yeah. So, next crush. This one took up a good majority of my childhood. And even now... (laughs) Not even now. I don't have a crush on him anymore. But even now, sometimes he'll be in my dreams. And, like, I'll wake up and be like, 12-year-old Mackenzie. That's really weird, Mackenzie. You gotta calm down. That's That's what he says to you in your mind. Yes. In my mind, he's like, that's really weird. Anyways, so, Richard... I probably had a crush on him from, like, first grade to fifth or sixth grade, and he was blonde hair, blue-eyed. He had the Justin B- He still has the Justin Bieber haircut, actually. Really? Like a- Side swipe? Side swooping, and he had to do the, like, Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like I remember seconds. those days. Yeah. Like, surfer kind of vibe, I guess. So, some, some anecdotes- regarding Richard uh so when we're in the fourth grade at the school that we went to 
we have to write an autobiography. Mm-hmm. And, of course, in this, I married him. Mm. I used a different name. I think I called him, like, Henry or something, which, weird. But... I think I did the same, a similar thing. With Frank. Yeah. Yeah. So, I drew a picture of him and I on the, like, back cover of the autobiography folder. And... That was the highlight. You said that wasn't the highlight of your autobiography. No, the highlight of my autobiography was solving pollution. Not to flex. Yeah, mine was getting married to Richard. Okay. So <laughs> we're, we were in two very different places. Yeah. Um, there was also a... I remember, I think in sixth grade, one time I had a dream about him. And the next day at school, I told him I was like I had a dream like I had a dream about you last night and he was like that's that's really weird and he just walked away and I was like oh, cool cool yeah yeah and he I just lives in your dreams I guess your I subconscious really says Richard yeah and I don't know why because I, I don't have I haven't had a crush on him since I was like 12 years old and so I wake up and I'm like, we got it. You are End not it. allowed to have control of this. Uh, and then one more anecdote. I don't remember the context, but I just remember him calling me ugly to my face. Sad. Like, to my face. And then there was a different occasion where I was FaceTimed and there was, like, a group of guys. What? From my class in the grade above. And they just, like, FaceTimed me and, like, called me ugly and then, like, hung up. <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah. It was, oh, gosh. And then, like, they had to go to the principal. That really, I think, is what spurred the like she's really weird and then I was blocked on Instagram by a lot of them but we're okay now we're all good Uh, yeah everything's fine all of these stories like we have zero beef with any of these people yeah so Mm -hmm. yeah just we'll put that out there as well I should have said that at the beginning there is no beef so my next one kind of ends in bullying as well but not from the person so this is what did I decide to call him oh Eddie so, Eddie is kind of a more esoteric friends reference, but it's fine. You need to define what esoteric means, because I don't know what that means. It's, like, lesser Niche? known. Okay. So. Just, God, just say that. <laughs> I was an English major. Was anyway. So, yes. Eddie was the brother of my best friend, I would say, from, like, sixth to seventh grade. I think he came to the school in, like, fifth grade. But, Oh, yeah, I guess I had a crush on him for all of middle school. I did. I definitely did have a crush on him for all of middle school because one of these stories takes place in, place in eighth grade. So, yes, he was the brother of my best friend, and he had blonde hair and blue eyes, which everyone knows that this is my type, quote unquote. Yeah. But yeah. I'll, have it, I'll have it known that one of the guys I've dated had green eyes. So... Anyway, as if that makes <laughs> but also also difference. I've liked um guys who don't look like that. It just happens to be like the only the guys I've dated yeah. um look like that. Anyway, I digress. And yeah, he just he had really nice eyes and he also had a really nice nose, I remember. I think both of them do. Yeah, they both uh, his sister will call her Rachel. They both had really nice noses. Um but anyway, we me and Rachel hung out all the time, so I was always over at their house and I don't think that Rachel knew for a while that I had a crush on her brother um this is like sixth grade so all of this is like just so petty and irrelevant but 
Yes, I had a very big crush on him, and he was kind of mean to me, but not, like, in an actually mean way, like, in a... Like, witty banter. Yeah, it was, like, witty banter, and we were kind of, like, mean-ish to each other, and when I say this, like, we would compete to see who, like, got higher grades on tests, (laughs) and then whoever got the lower grade would, like, be made fun of by the other person, so it wasn't, like... Bullying. bullying he never bullied me he it was not serious mm-hmm. and the the thing that I was told as a child me and Mackenzie both were like if a guy's mean to you he has a crush on you which is a very harmful narrative but it might have been true in this case mm-hmm. it might have I don't actually know well because we weren't the only ones getting that like guys were getting that narrative yes. too because it's not just parents and friends it's like TV shows and, like, all media ever. Yeah, but I just want to say, like, Eddie was never actually mean to me. He never, like, called me ugly or any of those things that, what's his name, Richard did to you. Horrible. (laughs) But, yeah, so... He apologized. He has since apologized. That's good. That's good. So, in the seventh grade, me and his sister were not friends anymore. Me and Rachel weren't friends anymore for a different reason. But she found out that I liked her brother. So... She and her new friends would prank call me a lot. And one of the... I hate this so much. Yeah, it's it's actually really upsetting. So one of the prank calls that they did to me was they pretended to be from Ryan's Roses, which only Ryan Seacrest does Ryan's Roses. So I don't know what their thought process was there. But the idea was mean. hurtful. Being mean. <laughs> and... So, Ryan's Roses is a show, I believe on KISS FM, mm-hmm. that Ryan Seacrest has hosted for years and years and years. He still does it. And he does. it's basically to, like, out people who are cheating and, or, like, people who are in unhealthy relationships or that thing, like, on air and, like, catch them being, being horrible. Bad. So, they would call me and be like, yeah. He doesn't like Eddie me. doesn't like you. He thinks you're ugly. Like, why would you ever think that he likes you? And, like, you're such a joke. It was it was very um, upsetting and hurtful. And so, like I said, that was not him. That was his sister, I believe. Although he might have been involved. I don't know. Um, unclear. Unclear of his involvement. But, yeah. So, that sucked. And I, like, felt very horrible about that. And then in the eighth grade... He asked me to be his valentine, and it seemed like like a genuine ask. And I was like, okay, Vibes. cool. This is, this is cool. We're getting somewhere. Yeah, and I was, like, genuinely flattered by the encounter. And this was a few days before Valentine's Day, so I was like, okay, this is cool. And then on Valentine's Day, he didn't talk to me at all. Like, not a word. So I was very upset. And at the end of the day, we were all, like, getting ready to leave, and I was, like, crying, and he was, like, I don't know why you're crying, like, this was just, it was a joke, like, it wasn't meant to be that serious, and I was, like, but you didn't talk to me at all, like, at all, Mm -hmm. and it was just, like, sad, it was a sad time. Didn't the people in your class know? Yeah, the people in my class were, like, laughing at me and stuff like that, because they were, like, why would you think this is real, ha ha, and, yeah, so it was kind of a bummer, but... Like I said, there's bullying of it all. What happened uh, later in high school? Yeah, so I was in between relationships in high school, and me and Freddie, no, Eddie, Freddie, me and Eddie started talking again, and and then 
I don't know. There was like a thing. There was like a brief thing, and he like gave me a birthday gift, and then I was like, "Whoops, I'm dating someone again." <laughs> Which so oops, but I don't know. No beef. No beef. No beef with Rachel either. Yeah. There's just nothing. I mean, there's there's just there's nothing. nothing yeah. Know? Okay. So the next person that I'm talking about, we're gonna call him Gunther. He was from a different school, and then he transferred in the fifth grade to our school. And he was a very, very bad boy. I don't like how that sounded, but he was... It was like Jesse from Glee. Yeah. And, you know, we I had friends that went to that school, so I heard the stories, the horror stories about what this boy had done. And the last day of fourth grade, all of my friends got together at the after-school daycare, and we were like, everything's gonna change. Everything's gonna be different now because of him. And, like, in a way it was, it, there, the vibes were different. We were a lot more willing to be disruptive. There was a lot of, like, noise-making during class and spitballs, whatever. Anyways, so he was, once again, blonde hair, blue eyes, and I was obsessed with him, he was a football player, and he was mean. Yeah, he was He was mean. Yeah. I mean, he had some issues. Not that that's an excuse, but it explains why he was yeah. not very nice. So, yeah, I was obsessed with him. And this kind of, his arrival essentially stopped my, my crush on Richard. But you know what I just remembered? There was this one time in fifth grade where we sat in rows in class right so Richard and Gunther were in the same row and so Richard was in front and then there was like two people and then Gunther and then I was in in the row next to them and I was kind of in the middle of them if that makes sense so it was like a triangle Richard knew, I mean, everybody knew, but Richard knew that I had a crush on Gunther. And I remember there was one day where he turned around and he, like, he told Gunther and was, like, looking at me and he was like, you know, like, Mackenzie has a crush on you, right? Like, it's... The interaction. And I was like, please, I can't handle this. But anyways, so I got Gunther's number somehow. Uh, Dangerous game, shouldn't have gotten it. And I texted him one night. I was like, good night. 143 which like stands for I love you disgusting and then I was like never mind don't look into that don't look up what that means it means nothing and he was like whatever and obviously he did because the next day at school he was like whisper chanting it to me and I was like what are you doing and he was like nothing 143 and I was like why what are you saying he's like nothing I'm not saying anything 143 <laughs> please and then other people started like chanting it to me I was so embarrassed and then on a separate occasion during PE he we were like running laps and he spit on me called me like an emo freak that's so odd yeah which I mean emo freak isn't the worst thing to no but he spit on you he did he he did spit on me yeah that was that was a weird time well moving on moving on yeah so the last crush and in my opinion the most significant was Carol. She was my first real girl crush and she went to this school that Gunther went to. And so we had mutual friends. And 
<clears throat> we met at a Halloween party, uh, like a Halloween costume birthday party of one of our friends. And I remember she was very, very funny. And we were basically like together the entire night and she was just making jokes and we were eating hot Cheetos. And it was a costume party and she was dressed as a, I was talking to her recently and I was like, were you dressed as a soccer player? Cause she's a soccer player. And she was like, no, I was dressed as a gnome. And I was like, vibes. Uh, Cause I was dressed as Lady Gaga. So I had this horrible uh, party city wig on the entire night, but it was really love at first sight. That was amazing. She was, she was able to look past that. Um, <laughs> and I remember, <laughs> I remember going home that night and being like, well, <laughs> you have a crush on her, but you don't go to school with her, so it's okay, and you're not going to come out until you're 18, and then, and then I switched schools, and then we went to school together, and that, that made it more difficult, but, you know, still, still in love with her, and, um, it's good. There you go. So, those are, those are the, the main childhood crushes. Yeah, I feel like we both had more fleeting childhood crushes, but these were, like, the main the main overarching ones so. yeah yeah there so you know. that's that's all for this segment if y'all want to hear more story times things like this we have another like form form linked in the show notes so if you want to hear stories about anything in particular let us know yeah. because we are full of them yes yeah so let us know if you want to hear anything like that or really just any suggestions about what you want to hear from us yeah that's linked in the show notes. That's all yeah. for this episode. So if you liked it, feel free to leave us a review and rate us on the Apple Podcasts app. Again, we're available on all podcasting platforms. <laughs> Stay tuned next week for another episode and check out our show notes yeah. to see where to find us all over the internet. Yeah. Next week we're talking about finding our style and then a quick fire Q&A. Yeah. So check that you. out. Thank you for listening. We love you. We appreciate you. Yeah. Bye. Bye.